Okay, we are live. Excellent. Good evening. Good evening. So what is this podcast about? We're going to discuss crypto, blockchain, and, and the difference between what cryptocurrency is and how that differs from regular money. So, uh, so what are your thoughts on crypto and what crypto means? Um, I must admit, Palmy, it's, uh, it, it's, it's something that obviously at the moment um, a, a lot of people have suddenly become interested in. Um, it's not something that I, I can claim to understanding really well, um, but having read and used some of the information that you've, you, you've sent me, it's starting to become um, all the clearer to me now. Um, obviously, the, 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 the word itself, when you hear cryptocurrency, you, you, you obviously uh, straight away are drawn to the currency part as opposed to the crypto. I've only just learned now that the uh, crypto is short for cryptographic, which is a very difficult mathematical equation to solve is that is that correct yeah so with bitcoin in particular the technical aspect they use something called a sha 256 algorithm which it sounds very complicated so what they do is they add those transactions that's the distributed ledger or distributed database to this thing called a blockchain uh, which is essentially all these transactions appended to each other and then they have a network of miners that help validate those transactions and then they get a fee in return. So it's like a bank account that's run by a network of miners who then receive a fee as opposed to a bank taking a slice out of the money. Yeah, I mean, I mean even, even, even that element, even the blockchain itself, um, you know, what a fantastic, fantastic idea, what a fantastic notion. Um, I actually watched something um, earlier today which helped helped kind of you know really explain what the blockchain was and i think for for people who who have heard of or uh, or or download torrents um bit torrents um it, it's fantastic to see that in effect the blockchain is 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 kind of a a a a, a version of a bit torrent where the uh the database uh, or or information um can be stored in as many different places as people want it to. So if you're willing to be someone who's going to store information, um, you're, 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 you're helping the cause. And, and it means that actually it, it can't be shut down. No, no one person is responsible for that database. And actually information can be got from, from a number of these shared resources. So even that, just, just kind of understanding what the blockchain is, um, I think was brilliant. And like you mentioned there, um, in essence, the, the, the point of Bitcoin was to allow people to transact with each other um, and rather than have someone in the middle who effectively made sure that the, the deal uh, was legit and it was kind of completed um, with trust because obviously the two people potentially transacting are, are, don't know each other. Um, with, with this, you, you don't need that person in the middle because... That the record is verified by miners, um, and, and what, what do the what do the miners get for get get in return, uh, Palmy? With, with with Bitcoin, the, the concept is this this uh that they, they get they get paid in Bitcoin. Is that correct? So they will receive a fraction. So it gets more and more difficult over time to mine Bitcoin due to the more complexities of the algorithm. 
so most miners work in something called pools. So miner pools. So it's not just one person. They team up with teams of people or they have warehouses full of equipment. Like imagine like a mining farm in China on, on a colossal scale. That's the kind of scale we're talking about now. In the early days, you can mine on your home PC or home laptop. Or, but as the value's grown, uh, it's become more and more difficult to mine. So yes, they get paid in, in, in Bitcoin, uh, in, in decimals or fractions of Bitcoin. Uh, I think the smallest unit of a of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi. Uh, I think it's 0.0001 of a Bitcoin. So most people think, oh, one whole Bitcoin, it's, it actually works in fractions uh, and, and can be divisible to, I think, 10,000. Wow. Wow. And and, and, and obviously the, the, the miners, when you speak about the miners earning the Bitcoin, um, it, it kind of comes back to what I mentioned earlier, right? So what they're actually doing is you 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 have all of these different transactions that that need verifying um get get kind of bundled into a, a into a package and have a mathematical equation associated to them right that this this cryptographic equation and 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 then these guys are using their computers to help solve that equation um and that's essentially what you... ex- exactly what it is so the miners help validate those transactions on the blockchain to ensure that the network is secure. In theory, it could be overtaken. There's something called a 51% attack. If somebody managed to control 51% of the entire network, then they could control the transactions. Uh, That's never happened on Bitcoin, and there's no one anywhere close to 51% of the entire network. Wow, wow. And and, and so that that, that probably, probably... Uh, comes quite nicely onto um, sort of the current state and day of time that we're in with Bitcoin. Um, obviously, you mentioned historically, you, you you could have someone at home potentially validating these transactions, earning a, a certain fraction of Bitcoin um, as a result for doing that. Um, and you know, since then, you, you you you've you've had people um, like in China uh, create these mining pools. Um, the, the the mining pools were created because the 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 number of people competing to to validate those transactions or to to get that mathematical um, equation correct increased. So obviously, the more people you've got in your team, the better chance you've got of of being the one who's rewarded. Is that is that is that how it worked? So in the early days, it started with CPU mining, so processors. And then it moved to GPU mining, which is more intensive. And it actually grew so much that I started to distort that market entirely. So if you want to buy a graphics card nowadays, they're actually very expensive or impossible to get hold of because of cryptocurrency mining. So it's distorted that entire graphics card market um, because of cryptocurrency mining. And, and, and why is the graphics card so, so important when it comes to mining, Palmy? Just, just for the benefit of... Um, people who, who wouldn't understand um, computers so obviously i think most of us would would not link the graphic card um which is really there to to show you uh, what's going to happen on screen to to something like bitcoin mining what why is it why so you can handle the more intense processing compared to the processor and it's sort of, sort of grown in such a direction that processors and manufacturers of computer components uh, have made specialized mining hardware so people actually have like uh, like thin thin motherboards that have multiple graphics card slots and that's essentially they're just running multiple graphics cards 
because they can handle those transactions, those algorithms uh, on on more specialized hardware. Okay. Wow. And and obviously, yeah, you you mentioned about these these mining pools in in, in China. So, um, you know, I read somewhere that um, there's a ridiculous percentage. You, you'll probably be able to to, to verify the number of um, Bitcoin mining, which is now completed in China. Um, and, and you've got you know, these pools of, um, of, of uh, individuals or companies which do nothing but mine um, transactions um, to, to kind of keep the Bitcoin blockchain um, going how it is. What, what, what's, what's the reason behind China gaining so much, uh, so much influence in that mining space? What, what was the kind of reason behind that? I think some of it, it comes down to government censorship and what actually is going on in China in terms of their firewall. And, you know, it's a communist country, uh, despite its somewhat capitalist approach and sort of the Western world. So I think some of that's the reason some of the people probably aren't so happy with what's going on in China. People that live in the country, you know, there's not, it's not a democratic country like we live in here in the UK. So I think some of that's the reason that's, that's sort of caught on. Uh, but it's also some of the reason flip side what we're seeing today uh, with sort of the crackdown on regulatory uh, sort of re- the regulatory space in China has caused such a massive decline. Uh, we have 65 percent of of Bitcoin miners in China that have the regulatory crackdown sort of caused this sell off and sort of snowball effect uh, has sort of led to its sort of 25 percent decline in, in recent dates. Wow. Wow. I mean, look. You know, you mentioned obviously there's some, there's, there's, there's been you know, plenty of political issues um, highlighted uh, with the, uh, with, you know, with, with the kind of popularity and rise of, of Bitcoin. Um, you know, I'm guessing the main, the main issues have been around the, the anonymity of, uh, of transacting on the system. Um, and, and like you mentioned, I would imagine, you know, with China and, and, and their own kind of restrictions and maybe kind of lack of visibility to the world is, is maybe why they were able to be successful. But was was one of the points also that the, 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 the cost of electricity was a lot cheaper in China? Possibly. So I'm not aware of the electricity costs, although environmental concerns have been voiced uh, by a lot of people, especially people like Elon Musk, uh, saying that the the, the cost of electricity uh, in terms of Bitcoin mining is very coal intensive. Um, so that's one of the reasons why he stopped Tesla payments for Bitcoin. Uh, so he's looking towards more energy efficient. I know he's a, a big proponent and a supporter of Dogecoin. Uh, and that's something that he seems to be championing. He wants to put literal Dogecoin on the moon with his Starship 2 um, spaceship so you gotta give it you gotta give credit to the guy he's got some pretty uh wild ideas but he does execute on them so uh some of his tweets uh, his recent tweet uh diamond hands so diamond hands is a it's a thing from reddit uh where uh instead of having paper hands uh, or paper bags as they call it uh when something tanks badly uh diamond hands are the ones that hold out and have the diamond at the end uh from holding through the peaks and troughs Wow. Well, I mean, look, he's the uh, the Tony Stark of um, of the real world, uh, Mr. Musk. I mean, I must admit, I was I was quite fascinated by um, his, uh, his his kind of participation in, in this crypto world over the last couple of months. Um, you know, when when 
Tesla invested in Bitcoin, um, it, it, it seemed to cause the price to to go through the roof. I thought you're going to see other big uh, big companies invest. Uh, there's talk about Apple and um, alike, you know, kind of going in and and then all of a sudden, you know, he, he sends a tweet and, and and the price completely goes in the other direction. Um, but I think was it was it Palmy a couple of days ago you were telling me about the um, if you if, if you combined the um, the amount of electricity um, used to, to kind of mine uh, Bitcoin um, at the moment to kind of validate those transactions, it, it, it would it would be the the, the, the size of did, was it you that told me that it, it would be the same energy usage as as more than 150 countries or something in in, in, in the world? I'm not sure about that fact, but it's it's quite possible. I mean, compared to traditional banking, it's been compared. If you have you had all the traditional banking institutions, the people that work there, it's still a fraction of that total cost. I mean, the entire crypto space is still relatively small. It's, it's the size of Apple if you compared it relatively. Wow. So, uh, at two trillion dollars, or it was two trillion before this crash, um, yeah, you know, it, it's still relatively small in terms of in the wider financial institutions and the wider financial space. And that, that sort of institutional investment has caused a lot of this increase, especially in places like Ethereum and Cardano in terms of smart contracts. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an absolutely you know, fascinating, um, fascinating concept, one, one that I completely ignored for, for years and years and years. And obviously... This year in particular, it seems to have gained a lot of mainstream uh, traction. There's a lot of attention, um, a lot of um, what I would classify, um, you know, me, me as part of those retail investors now getting uh, very interested. I mean, I've I've spoken to people uh, that I would never would have thought would have would have would have spoken about crypto this week. Um, and I know you, you've you've always said uh, the day. Uh, the day your mum woke up and, and commented on the price of Ethereum, you, you kind of knew, uh, uh, you know, um, crypto was, uh, was 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 kind of mainstream now. Yeah, I mean, it sort of it, it sort of sends alarm bells at some point when your mum starts talking about cryptocurrency, and you start thinking, you know what, you know, is this is this going too quickly, too far? Um, but like, if you think of the birth of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, it started in two thousand eight. So you're talking about financial crisis just post post that so that's a very different world we're living in and sort of sort of anger towards traditional financial institutions and governments and if you look closely at the bitcoin sort of source code in the first sort of block they call it the genesis block uh, it actually has something written in there from a times article in 2009 and it says the chancellor on the brink of bailout so it's talking about government bailouts of the, of the sort of banking institutions. So it's, it's fascinating when you think about whoever's created this. It's still anonymous. Still don't know who they are. They may well be dead or, or, or you know, you don't know. We don't just, they're anonymous. They're, it's incredible that, that someone that's this smart, clearly a genius, has created this anonymous cryptocurrency in the height of the financial crisis. And here we are talking about it 13 years later. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, look. So just to just to run a recap for my for my old mind, um, and and maybe some of the other uh, listeners who, uh, who 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 have been blitzed or bamboozled with uh, some of the fascinating facts and information that you've uh, you've provided so far. So 
um, you know, Bitcoin um, cryptocurrency as we know it was created uh, back in 2008 by an anonymous uh, coder who, who no one knows who they are, whether it's a he or she, a team of people, um, whether they're still alive. Um, and they, they effectively created this concept of um, allowing people or allowing um, two untrusted people to be able to um, to be able to transfer um, money for a service or, or, or for whatever reason for a product without requiring um, someone in the middle. Um, and, and, and that was done through the use of um, what you called was uh, blockchain. Um, and you mentioned that the, uh, the, the, the blockchain is in effect um, a, a decentralized database uh, spread out amongst all these different um, uh, miners uh, as such. Um, and what those miners are doing are um, effectively um, validating transactions that are happening between these two untrusted sources. Um, and by doing that, um, the records are spread and kept across all of these different people. So if one of them goes down, it doesn't really impact the, uh, the database. The information is still available. And um, they get rewarded uh, by, by getting paid in Bitcoin, which is what's made it so lucrative to mine. Um, and, and at the moment, most of that's done in China. Uh, and uh, we're, 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 we're kind of at a stage where that mining is taking so long to do. It's so um, expensive to do. Um, it takes up a lot of electricity, a lot of power, so it's not very environmentally friendly. And um, you've then got people like uh, 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 you know, Mr. Musk now talking down its, um, its, its potential benefits in the world. So um, I, I suppose before we move on to the, the alternatives, and, and, and you mentioned one of them, uh, which was uh, Dogecoin, um, why, why, why is Bitcoin's price just going up what why why you know what's driving this kind of upward pressure in the long run for bitcoin so that's a good question it's a good question so if we go back to the history of money in 1933 the gold standard was abolished so before that essentially the central banks had a gold reserve that was the equivalent of their money supply so as soon as that was abolished central banks had the ability to to print money and that's what they call quantitative easing. And that's what sort of forms a key part of sort of the macroeconomic trends that we've seen and sort of modern monetary theory and the whole notion of sort of trickle down economics. So the central bank controls money supply and they use it as a tap. So the, the tap is uh, there's a trade off between unemployment and inflation. Uh, generally, if unemployment rises, they try to pump more money into the economy to stimulate, stimulate things going. Uh, and the trade-off is that inflation will rise as more money goes into the economy. That's that's the sort of basics. I think we both know that in reality things don't quite work. Uh, it's not a, such a it's a blunt instrument. It's not so smooth. Uh, things don't work like that in reality. Uh, but the main thing is money supply has always been increasing since 1933, uh, and so that that sort of erodes money over time. Inflation, right? If you keep your money a hundred pounds in your bank account and you're earning 1% interest and inflation is 5%, you're going to lose 4% a year. 
so people t- sort of tend to go towards gold as a hedge tool f- for inflation. Okay. Uh, I think gold's market cap is at 11 trillion. So still about five or six times bigger than the entire Bitcoin market cap. So this is where the whole notion of Bitcoin could reach 100,000. If it replaces gold for a hedge for inflation, then that's very much a possibility. Wow. So that's why the, that's what the upward pressure has been going up, especially with COVID-19, uh, both the federal exchange, the ECB and uh, central bank have been pumping money into the economy. And a lot of that is sort of flowing all over the place, trying to find a hedge for inflation. And Bitcoin is one of those hedges as an alternative to gold. So, so obviously, you know, with, with Bitcoin being a, a, a virtual or a, a, a digital asset, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's in effect something that's been created by this, 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 anonymous, um, this anonymous source. Um, you know, why can't they just keep creating more of it? You know, what, what's, the, what, what's the stop? You know, it, it, it's not like oil, is it, where it's going to run out? What's the... So Bitcoin is deflationary. There's only 21 million Bitcoin, and once that's done, it's finished. And, right, okay. and it becomes more difficult to mine over time. Um, right, so, right. So that's so, what they call the Bitcoin halving. That's what this, this halving is known as. So this, 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 this 21 million figure, was that set at the beginning you know, by, by, the, by the creators? They decided that what, 21 million was going to be the number that they were going to work to. So at that point, as far as they were concerned, um, I'm guessing at that point, does, does Bitcoin mining stop? Once you reach 21 million coins, does that mean no more transactions will, will, will be validated? And Well, they could still be validated, but no one will be paid for it. That's a good question. So the validation will still continue. Um, the block size will be much smaller. So the reward will be much smaller at the same time. So it may disincentivize mining uh, in the long term, but it's, it's still a good 100 years or so until we get to 21 million because it will just keep halving the amount. I get it now. You know what? Now, now I understand what you mean by halving and now I understand what you mean by the fact that the, the Bitcoin can be, you know, broken down to the uh, um, 10,000th um, uh, decimal point. So in essence, at the beginning, when, 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 the, creator, uh, when the creator started uh, uh, Bitcoin and, 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 and kind of put this 21 million figure out there, um, they were probably dishing out a coin, you know, two coins, whatever, when transactions were being validated. And over time, as you're validating more transactions and there's less um, overall Bitcoins available, what they're now doing is they're actually paying people less per transaction, which is why um, people are pooling together to be able to validate more transactions because you need to validate more to to kind of make it worthwhile um, because you're not getting paid as much as you used to. So um, that, that, that kind of makes a lot more sense now, right? So, that that yeah, that's that that's very useful. Do you do you know how many bitcoins are left? You you mentioned it could take a hundred years before they run out. I mean, how, how many are left? I can find out for you. I'm not certain. I think we we're at sixteen million. Wow. Wow. So so th- there's actually not that many left, right? I'm I'm guessing, considering in in, in the last thirteen years, 
Um, we, we've used 16 out of, uh, out of the, uh, the, the, the 21 million that you mentioned. So there's only about 500 million left. So do, do you think it'll, it'll, go, it'll get to the point where they'll just really reduce the amount that you'll get paid to just try and make it last for as long as possible? So we're currently, sorry, currently at 18.5 million, 88.3%, wow. and it's going to take another 120 years before based, the next Bitcoin. Based, wow, based on the current reward, yes? Yeah? So I'm guessing that's based on this is how much we're paying and, and this is how many transactions on average we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're completing. So we've had, yeah, we've had three halvings so far. So the first block reward was 25 BTC. Okay. Now it is halved to 12.5 and 6.25. That was in May 2020. So uh, 6.25. And the next halving is expected at 2024. So the the block reward is essentially those package transactions that are then calculated, uh, validating those transactions on the the blockchain. And and you'll be given 3.25 Bitcoins or 3.25 of whatever that point zero 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 so it's, 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 it'll be split across the, the mining pool of however many miners so say if you've got uh, 10 miners at 6.25 it'll be 0.625 each oh wow okay 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 so so in in, in essence the reason why the the the, the governments and the, the the kind of reserves uh federal reserves are, are looking at bitcoin is um as as, as potentially something um, that they could hedge against uh, instead of gold. Um, it, it's because it's effectively now considered quite a valuable resource because it, it's it's diminishing over time. So so its value is only going to keep increasing. Is that is that one of the reasons why they can use it as kind of a safe hedge? I think that's part. That's partial. That's a partial reason. Central banks are looking at their own versions, uh, known as CB. DC, so central bank digital currencies. So in essence, they'll be similar to something that's a blockchain-based system, but it won't be decentralized. It will be something that's centralized. Um, so I know that the Bank of England is exploring uh, CBDCs as central bank digital currencies. So it will be interesting as you see, because China have already released their own version. So that's that explains this sort of their reason behind sort of tightening the regulations behind Bitcoin and then bringing out their own central bank currency and that sort of that communism sphere as well. They'll have sort of tighter control over their money and can see what their population is spending and buying. So it becomes a lot more political and sort of global when you start thinking about, you know, all these global transactions that occur. Wow. Well, I mean, look, it's um it, it, it's 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 definitely a a uh, a, a revolution that the uh, the world is is soon um, soon going to have to adopt. Um, you know the fact that you've got countries uh, and banks thinking of creating their own versions of uh, of these digital currencies uh, probably sums up um, the, the the potential importance that they're going to have within uh, our kind of daily use uh, moving forward. I mean at the moment. Um, you, you can't really buy anything uh, from, let's say, uh, small transaction or regular transactions that people do using Bitcoin or, or, or any other cryptocurrency. Is that is that a fair statement? You can't. Tr- Places that do accept 
transactions in crypto, but it's probably, you're right, you can't truly accept crypto. I know that Coinbase have a crypto debit card, um, so you can use it as essentially a debit card, but at, at the price volatility, one day it'll be up, one day it'll be down. It'll be like uh, my economic teacher would say, like in Zimbabwe, you sit down for a coffee, by the time you get up, the price has changed. <laughs> Well, I mean, it certainly, uh, certainly was the case uh, yesterday or the or, or the day before when the, when the when the market went haywire. I think uh, anyone who uh, who managed to buy uh, at the at the bottom um, would be uh, would be very happy today. And then then again, the people who bought the night before um, may, may not be. Um, but look, it's, uh, it, it's 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 been a it's been a fascinating intro, especially for me. Um, you know, but one of the reasons. As you know, that I signed up to to do this podcast with with you was to to understand what cryptocurrencies were and to to really get a better appreciation of the direction that that um, you know monetary um, policy and, and and how we're going to um, transact moving forward. Um, you know how, how that's going to change. So for, for me, it's, it's definitely been worthwhile. Um, it's it's brilliant to understand and, and have such a a detailed conversation uh, around Bitcoin, um, and it, it'll probably lead quite nicely into into the next podcast, where um, it would be quite useful if you were to, to to speak to us about about why people are moving away from this mining concept um, and, and moving into into uh, this uh, this is this other way of. Uh, of powering the blockchain what, what what was what was that what was that called what was the what was the two differences so we're moving away from proof of work which is mining to proof of stake which is essentially locking in your crypto for a period of time to earn interest uh, to help strengthen the network okay well look that that i think is is going to be a brilliant thing for us to for us to talk on uh, on, on on the next podcast um but look for me um palmy thank you very much you know you've been very helpful. Thank you for inviting me along to 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 to, to join you on these podcasts. And um, you know, I'll let you I'll let you let the guys know what 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 we may be speaking about in the next session. Thank you. So our next session will be on proof of work versus proof of stake. So that's mining versus this bond like uh, staking, where you lock in cryptocurrencies for a interest rate. Uh, but also exploring a bit more about smart contracts and how they differ from cryptocurrency and how smart contracts can also be appended to a blockchain. Uh, so one of the big use cases for this is house buying and how sort of that legacy system of house buying and purchasing and signing a lot of documents can be sped up by blockchain and how that, that will sort of revolutionize that industry in the years to come. Excellent, excellent, brilliant. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. No worries. I'll leave you to it. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.